Festi fam, the time is now. Festival Goers unites. Welcome to the Festi Files podcast, where we highlight the creative and inspiring individuals who collectively create the music festival experience and the music festival culture. So if you're watching this at home and you're someone that attends festivals, if you're somebody who's a dance performer at festivals, if you're backstage, or if you're in the crowd having the time of your life, uh, we each play an integral piece uh, to the puzzle. My name is Desmond Beristain. I'm the CEO and founder of Bestie, the festival smart band. And today, all my festival goers, all my, all my ravers, you know, all my bass heads, if you, uh, <laughs> you already know who I have on here. You've seen her face, beautiful soul. Um, she's an influencer within the festival community. Let's get right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Bass Kitten in the mix. Welcome, Bass Kitten, to the Festi Files podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. So I got my little, uh, you know, my little, my, little kitty, my little kitten supporting the movement. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should go put like ears on really quickly. Like, <laughs> let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's do Let it. Go let's grab my ears. I'll be chat. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of the things that you know with this podcast, we want to keep that festival spirit alive because you know, obviously, we're not able to physically be at the festival, but the spirit of the season should still be alive, ladies and gentlemen. The ears are in the building. Is, is there a story behind these ears? Can we get into that? Um, so yeah, sure. I mean, I, I just like wearing cat ears and like, that's kind of how I got my name. I started raving, I would say like 2014, 15, 16 in that range. Like I sort of started exploring it, but, um, I went to a rave in 2016 specifically with like a really good friend of mine. And she was like, no, 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 you need a rave name. Like you have to have a rave name. And I was like, okay, like you should give me a rave name. And she was like, all right, well, like, you like bass music, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's definitely my favorite. And she's like, okay. And you like cats. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, like, I grew up with cats. I actually have a dog right now, but I grew up having cats. And I've always been, like, the kind of person that was like, I want to be a cat person. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to be a cat. And um, so she was like, well, you know, and, like, you're small. So, you know, bass kitten. And I was like, I like that. That sounds cool. And like, I had no idea what that was going to like, how that was going to totally change my life. But these are Critter Clips. I'm a big fan of them. I have a bunch of different um, uh, like ears from them and they're just really cute. And like, I like to wear them. The biggest thing for me though, is that like, if I do wear them to a festival, I think I wore it to uh, Wobble Land this year. Nine out of 10 times they end up coming out because I'm headbanging too hard. So they don't stay in very long. But if you like see me at the beginning, I probably have them on. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, I mean, you know, that, that's part of part of your experience. It's like, hey, look it. She's going that hard. The ears are coming off. It's getting serious. That means that you're like, you just, they just play some really good music because yeah. the ears are actually coming off. So um, I, I love that. And, um, you know, people run into you at festivals and I'm sure like it, it's beautiful because I feel like you radiate so much positivity within the space. Like all the influencers do that um, just by being yourself. Talk about the festival culture. And you mentioned like your first festivals. Uh, yeah, just shed some light on that. Like what really got you into this culture and saying, you know what, I, I love this culture. I want to be part of it and at as many festivals that I can go to. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think when I first started raving, I was like very like curious as to just like what the scene was like. 
I, I think it's very funny because I think a lot of ravers tend to come from like the scene alternative world into raving, right? And like especially like metalheads or like um, rock people really end yeah. up into like dubstep and bass music. And that was definitely my roots. Like I went to Coachella in 2015 and I saw like Porter Robinson. I saw a world set before it was not a thing wow. anymore. And I saw like a lot of great EDM artists um, there. But then I also was there really for the alternative rock that year. Like I was kind of a mix. Um, but it was funny because I remember my favorite set that like on that Friday night, like we saw like the war on drugs and uh, I think Interpol maybe and like a lot of great bands but then at the end of the night we saw Nero and I remember being like this is my this was my favorite set and I didn't like totally understand it at the time but um I also just remember like I was in the crowd like just kind of like vibing and there's some guy dressed in like a banana suit headbanging and I was so confused <laughs> I'd never seen that like that before I was just like what is going on and like now I'm the banana head banging so. <laughs> so funny um, I love that you mentioned Coachella though just just shouts out because like that's one thing that I don't I don't care if anyone doesn't like Coachella you have to respect that part of Coachella like there's something magical about going from one like going to the event and you're like I'm gonna see this artist this artist this artist then walking from one stage to the next, you know, trying to go from Sahara tent to, you know, the Coachella stage. And then you hear something, a roar of the crowd somewhere else. And you're like, what's going on over there? And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're next to a dude in a banana suit who's headbanging. And you're like, my life is being changed as we know, right? Totally. Yeah, no, it, it, it is great. It, it's one of those things where I feel like it's definitely hit or miss, but I think it's it's definitely one of those like experiences that I recommend like to all my friends that are like, oh, like, have you gone to Coachella? Do you like Coachella? It's like, I mean, I'd probably not be super into it now just because I'm like, I'm very much away from like the pop music kind of stuff. But like, I would still say like to anybody that's ever considering going, like do it once in your life. Like I only went once and it was a great experience and I wouldn't mm -hmm. trade it for anything. And like, I happen to go in a really great alternative rock year. So like I get to kind of have that on my shoulders when like people are like oh yeah you went to Coachella and I'm like yeah but like I saw Interpol and Alt-J and Glass Animals and like all these and like ACDC so and people <laughs> are like all right fine like whatever but um yeah I mean I'm a big I was a big fan of it that year and I think it was just really cool to like you said just to have that opportunity to see all the different music all the different genres you walk through so many different stages and you just see so many different people and I think it is just a really unique experience because it is like multiple genres right like whereas if you go to like an EDM festival it's a hundred percent EDM and it's different subgenres of EDM which is great but I think with with Coachella it was cool because it was literally like you have pop you'd have rock you'd have hip-hop you'd have EDM you'd have country sometimes and like people were you know being able to explore what what genres they liked and getting that opportunity so and I wouldn't say that Coachella is like the ultimate festival culture I don't really felt like I didn't really like the culture there but I would say that like when I started going to like actual like festivals like I think my first big um EDM festival was beyond 2016 so I'd only ever been like smaller shows and like one-offs before then and that was my first like insomniac event and I remember like just being a little bit nervous because I was like, I like, oh, what's a rave? Like, what's a big rave festival? Like, that sounds crazy. Um, but I just remembered how like nice and genuine everybody was. Like, I had it. I was wearing fluffies. Like, it was like back in those days, and it was just really genuine. And people were like, oh my gosh, you look so cute. And like everybody was just so genuinely kind and nice. 
and it made me feel really welcomed really quickly um, to like just being a part of this community and some of my like really great friends now I've made through this community and like I growing up would say that like I had a harder time like finding like really good girlfriends specifically just because like I just would have troubles where like I liked hanging out with the boys and playing video games and not all the girls like that I grew up in LA so it's a little bit different culture there too um but yeah like for me it was really nice because I got to find people with similar interests that were genuine and kind and it was great and um yeah the community was just like so such a big draw for me for sure yeah that's thanks for sharing that like you exactly i same same for me i'm like all right go to coachella to experience it but you have to if you do it you know go to different stages and hear different sounds because you might end up leaving like all right this is a sound that i'm interested in in exploring more so of right and then for you um you mentioned porter robinson i mean we got him right here over here shout out to p rob um he had an amazing <laughs> festival this past weekend secret sky i'm still that helped me move forward you know and with dealing with certain things in life and that's the whole thing like the community itself it gives you this healing vibe um right and you, you said beyond wonderland like it's funny the first bestie test where we took um our whole team and we went to a festival and like filmed it and played tag and tried to find each other without service was beyond wonderland 2017 oh, and wow. yeah I, I beyond has, you know it's, it's beautiful from uh obviously insomniac's production but then the people and and and, and talk about that because like even on this podcast we, we first started it and we just wanted to highlight like you know, festivals and share stories. But at the same time, we want to, everyone needs to self-reflect right now so we can become better as a culture moving forward. So we've, we've talked about deep stuff. Like we've talked about, um, you know, what happens at festivals, the, the do's and don'ts or looking out for each other at festivals. Um, you're a female. Like if I'm a female attending a festival, how, how do I go about that? And I mean, if you don't mind sharing, like, let's talk about that a little bit because like, that's the truth. And I think we need to address these things as a culture and not sweep them under the rug because if we address them, then we can all look at how, not just like, oh, I'm taking care of myself at the festival. No, but like, if there's someone else, you know, maybe a, a, a smaller female or, or someone that's lost, like, we're not just saying like, oh, well, you're, you're on your own because that's not what the culture is about. Totally. No, I completely agree. Um, while you were kind of saying that, I had like all these ideas spinning about that. Cause yeah, I mean, and I, I'm, I am rave mom. <laughs> My friends will attest to that. I am rave mom. So if I do see somebody like on the floor alone or crying or anything. I've had that happen where I saw someone crying and I'll just like walk away from my group and check on them. Um, and one of the times, like, I remember the girl like kind of just like was like, like she was like, I was, she was like crying and I was like, are you okay? And she just kind of like didn't say anything. And I was like, do you want a hug? And she was like, she nodded. So I gave her a hug. And then like a couple minutes later, like somebody showed up and like, was like, oh, here, come with me. And like, was her friend. And she like nodded to me that it was okay. So I was like, all right. Cause I was like, I'll stay. And she's like, no, it's okay. And then she left. But um, I think it's definitely something to be said that like, yeah, we should be looking out for each other. Um, I think 
there's definitely also a lot to be said of like, yeah, being a woman in the scene can be kind of difficult. I am very small. I am five foot tall. <laughs> People don't know that. People think I'm like very tall. And then they meet me and they're like, you're way smaller than I expected. And I'm like, yep, sorry, my bad. <laughs> um, but I will say that like, it can be a little scary and it can be like, you know, I don't want to say dangerous, but it can be uncomfortable at times. There are definitely people in the scene or not even people in the scene, but just people that take the opportunity to go to these events to see women who want to express themselves, right, creative, cre creatively with like the way we're dressing. Um, and I think that that can be kind of difficult. Um, I've personally, like, I've only ever been in a mosh pit twice. And the first time I was in a mosh pit, someone followed me and groped me. So it is definitely something to be said that like, there are people that aren't, you know, don't have the best intentions. And I think it is really important just to be able to like, acknowledge that and to look out for each other. But then also like, you yourself to be careful and to like think about like you know follow all the like I don't know I'm a big crime junkie fan like a like a crime true crime podcast fan so kind of following all those like classic rules like you know don't talk to strangers like be careful if you are talking to strangers um but also like if you're you know, leaving your group, try to leave with somebody else, right? Like stick with a friend, stick with somebody else so that you're not completely alone. Cause it's always, you're always better in numbers. It may not help a ton, but it might help at least a little bit. And, um, I think just, yeah, being able to look out for each other is really important. Um, no matter what, even if, you know, you think everybody has the best intentions in mind, not always, it's not always the case. Yeah. You just gotta, same, same thing. Like we're creating a device that helps people find each other, but the device isn't going to be, isn't going to just turn into something and say, stop, you know, respect this person, do this. Like that's, those are all qualities and characteristics that we have to embody and they're, you know, look out for each other. You just mentioned rave mom. So for people that don't know what a rave mom is, what is a rave mom? Base Kitten explains it on the podcast. <laughs> a rave mom um is generally someone who's like taking care of like a group of friends um and just making sure that like everybody's okay like I tend to be that kind of person that like really likes to care about other people and check in on other people before I check in on myself which isn't always my top recommendation but I will say that it is um it is really nice to be able to like know that you have somebody to rely on right so like I'd be the person that's like hey are you drinking water here's some water oh do you need a gum here's some gum and like you know, that kind of thing and like reminding people just to take care of themselves because, you know, you get caught up in the moment, everybody's done it where like, and it doesn't even, you know, you could just be having a great time and you just forget that you've been dancing for five hours straight just because you're so enthusiastic about the music and you realize all of a sudden like, oh, I feel a little off. And it's like, have you had food? Did you eat yet? Have you drank in water? Is your blood sugar low? Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of like my, my two cents on it is just like taking care of your friends and making sure that everything's okay. And I think that they appreciate it because like I'm somebody they can rely on when like if something goes wrong, right? If somebody doesn't feel well, they know that they can come to me and be like, hey, like I don't feel good. Like, what do I do? And I can take them to the med center. I can get them water. I can get them food. Um, but yeah, I think just like, yeah, just being somebody there that just is sort of, I guess, being the most responsible so everybody else can be a little bit more irresponsible if they want on a safe term. But like, you know, um, yeah, I think that's kind of like a good summary of like what I do personally. And then like you have other types of right moms that are like 
um, one of my really good friends, Sashara, um, she is a rave mom too, but she's more of the rave mom that like plans everything. She gets everybody together. She gets everybody there. She helps everybody like figure out like, all right, we got the hotel, we got the Airbnb, we got this, we got that. She does all the logistics and then we get there and she's like, all right, bye. And then it becomes my job. <laughs> That's my joke is like, she's the rave mom before and I'm the rave mom during. <laughs> well, happy belated Mother's Day for all the rave, mom for all the rave moms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a puff mom, so I'll take it. <laughs> you go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Same, same here. Uh, I'm a puff dad, but my fiance is a pup pup mom. Um, so let's let's talk back. Uh, let's talk about the culture and how you started going to more festival or raves, and um, just talk about that. Maybe like your first EDC, or will you do you travel across the the globe or the nation because destination festivals of course right now isn't the time but back in the day like let's shed let's share those stories real quick totally yeah um so i got i got like i would say i started going really hard with festivals in like 2016 2017 um part of it was i actually worked um at iheart raves <laughs> amazing lights iheart raves yeah. into the am i worked for them for a uh, couple months uh, as like a summer internship during college um, in 2016. And I think that that was like a really big factor to it. Um, also like my boyfriend introduced me to everything. He had gone to like Electric Forest in like 2014 and he'd just been part a part of like the music and the rave scene for a really long time. He's played like smaller events and like has made music for years. And so he really kind of introduced me to the world and I'm like super grateful for that. Um, but yeah, we went, we went to 2016 Beyond together. And then after that, we started, we did go to a couple other festivals. I think one of the, um, the first time we, I traveled for a festival, he's from Michigan. So I never been to Michigan. That summer I visited him and his family. We got to go to Mad Decent Block Party, which was like, as like super old to say that, but my decent block party 2016 in uh, Detroit, and it was super cool and like it was just really fun. We were like on the rail because I used to just be like a railhead. I had to be on the rail and I would get myself up there no matter what. Um, but it was hilarious because it started pouring, so it was like really warm during the day, and we were like dancing, and it was great. And then all of a sudden, at like seven ish or eight ish, it just started. Pouring. And I don't I think it was like maybe Wax Motif was playing or like somebody like somebody pretty well known was playing, but like everybody was just like it just got rowdy and it was so fun and just the energy in the crowd and it was really cool to like experience a fest in like a completely different uh, a different place. I'm I'm from California, born and raised, so I've never really been outside of the state, like living wise. Um, so for me, it was a really cool experience to kind of have like a different culture. Um, and then yeah, we went to EDC in 20, 2018 was my first EDC. I couldn't go in twenty seventeen, and I didn't I didn't have enough like I didn't know about it enough uh, in twenty sixteen. But it was funny because I think in 2014, 2015, I had like a friend that would go every year, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you have to come with me to EDC. You have to come." And I was like, "I don't know. That sounds crazy. Like that's like three days in Vegas, and like I'm a small bean. What do you mean?" And then yeah, we went. We went in 2018. It was the first year they did camping. We did the camping. Um, it was actually a cool experience. I, I think that they've drastically improved it. So I'm sure it's gotten better and better. Um, but I mean, we had a great time. Like the fact that the tents are air conditioned was like awesome. And like, 
part of it was a little bit like difficult because it was really hot so like if you were outside you were either baking in the sun or like trying to stay cool in your tent and there wasn't really anywhere else to go um and like the pools were kind of overpacked and stuff and I think I had just gotten like a tattoo that year like not too long before <laughs> that so I was like really careful to try not to get like my tattoo wet and stuff but um but yeah like I think traveling is definitely really fun this year was the first year that I traveled to um anything besides the two that I've mentioned we went to um Washington for Thunderdome and I'm so so glad that I got I got the opportunity to see Excision before all of this because it was it was an absolutely incredible show and production and I feel so bad that it's like you know gotten canceled for the year because it was it truly is like really cool festival experience when it comes back I'm sure it'll you know come back with full force but like I, I had such a great time and it was just and like we didn't really know anybody and it was mm -hmm. kind of nice to just be in like a different place um and just to experience yeah like different vibes and different people but it was really fun and I, I do recommend traveling I think outside of your comfort zone and outside of your state for festivals I think it's it, it adds on to that experience for sure Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I was just smiling when you mentioned EDC twenty eighteen because I I was there and that that was this. I mean, EDC is always stacked lineup. They actually EDC virtual raveathon this weekend, so shouts out to Insomniac. Um, but yeah, that was the year. Like like uh, Aaron Sriracha Man was like, "Come on, dude, camp with me." And I was like, "Oh, dude, I don't know if I'm a camp, but I know that you know that experience because the heat." I was like, "Dude, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe next year." But twenty eighteen was an amazing amazing year totally that yeah. was good so okay and then actually it's like you pretty much grew on instagram relatively quickly um maybe talk about that how you you created the the base kitten instagram and then you know it, it makes sense though because the culture is a very supportive and loving culture but talk about that and why like you know base kitten on instagram that expression um, has grown and it's inspiring other people you know everyone inspires each other in the community totally yeah I mean um I'd say like again my roots really are from I Heart Raves um I my career my current full-time role and career is in marketing in general um I don't really disclose where I work for my privacy purposes but uh, I do work in tech um and I work in marketing um, and I really love marketing. It's definitely something that I'm very passionate about. And I, um, when I was working at uh, I Heart Raves, I did digital marketing. So learning a lot about that kind of strategy and I had to do some, a little bit with social. I wasn't like, you know, managing their social in any way, but I saw a little bit into just kind of like what they were doing and what made sense. And um, I just decided that I was gonna like try to do the, the Instagram thing was what yeah. we called it, right? Like they were like, oh yeah, like we all just, you know, all of them had Instagrams that were pretty much, you know, built out and they were doing all these things. And so I kind of just like took a lot of uh, advice and learned a lot from them and from that team and then just slowly built it out over, yeah, four years now um, and just worked to connect, I think, with the community. I think um, a big part of it for me was just like, I did, did do a lot with iHeartRaves at the beginning and I think that really did help propel kind of my name and um, everything. But yeah, as time kind of moved on, I think I just kind of took it my own way. I think one of the biggest things that's been really important to me that 
I do try to do, I think I've been doing it a little bit less now because I'm a bit drained. So I'm not really posting as much as I used to. Like, I, yeah, I used to post every day and all the time. And it was like, you know, constantly always on. And like, I will say that from, um, like, I'll preface this with like, I think there is some like negative social media, um, mental health effects that do come from being part of social media and like being on social media, no matter what your following is. Right. And so for me, one of my biggest passion areas and something that like I'm currently still passionate about and continue to be passionate about is the mental health aspect. And the fact that like, I personally was affected to some extent of like, you know, how, how my page was doing and, oh my gosh, I, you know, didn't, I got uh, someone unfollowed me. Like, how dare they? Like, and yeah. like, obviously you read into these things so much because you're just, you're comparing yourself. Right. And I think that that's a huge recipe for disaster because it does get you into kind of like a negative mind space where you're not really focusing on yourself, but focusing on other people. And so I did have to detach and pull myself out of that. And I'm really proud that I was able to, but I know that it can get really difficult because like you see people on Instagram every day. And as like a female in this kind of crazy world, like there's definitely body dysmorphia issues, right? Like you see other people and they've got a skinnier waist or, you know, a nicer body or a nicer this or a nicer that. And it's really easy to be like, oh, like that, like, why can't I look like that? Why can't I do that? Why can't I, you know, gain a million followers in two days? Like whatever, right? Um, and so I think for me, like the biggest passion area that I've kind of pulled, and I think it is like rel relatively related to the raving scene is just, you know, checking in on people's mental health and like, being really vulnerable and transparent about that, right? So I do talk a little bit about like, I had been diagnosed with like generalized anxiety disorder. I have struggled with like some forms of depression, generally relatively moderate to mild, but nothing like super serious. But I'm very open to the fact that like, I see my therapist every week and I am a big advocate for therapy and I love therapy. I love my therapist and I want that to seem normalized, right? Like I don't want people to be like, oh, well, she goes to therapy, so she's crazy. Like, no, I mean, I live my totally normal life day to day. I work a job. I take care of my dog. I pay my bills and like, I'm handling my life, but yeah, like life is hard and it's totally fine to not be okay. And it's totally fine to have a mental health professional that's there to coach you through that. Right. And so I think, um, I'm very, very vocal about that or as much as I can be. Um, sometimes it doesn't always, you know, fit the mood on the post or, you know, sometimes that might be harder for me if I'm, if I'm personally in like a lower point that day or that week, it might be harder for me to reach out. But I think for me, being genuine and being vulnerable is something that I like really strive to be because at the end of the day, like it is just social media and like it is maybe, you know, five or 10% of what my real life it looks like. Um, but I also want that to be like, I want it to be apparent that like, yes, this is 10% of my life and it's cool. And it looks like I'm amazing and thriving, but like, note that it is okay to not be okay. I have, I am a regular human being like everybody else. I have bad days, bad hair days. I have bad makeup days. I have bad acne days. I have bad mental health days and that's totally okay and totally normal. And that I think is like a big reason why like I've continued with the Instagram because there have definitely been times where I've considered giving up just because I'm just like bored of it or I'm just sick of kind of the mental health burden that it can have. And I think a lot of people who are influencers or who have similar followings can kind of agree that it can get difficult to kind of upkeep, right? And um, at the end of the day, I think it is just important to like remember to take care of yourself both physically and mentally. Exactly. Wow. You, you touched upon so many beautiful topics 
first off, thank you so much for sharing that. Like, I'll raise my hand right here. I see my therapist every week. Boom. Like, you know, not because I'm, I'm, because I'm, we're all human. We all go through ups and downs. Um, running a company isn't the easiest thing. Um, life isn't the easiest thing. So there's nothing wrong with reaching out and being able to express yourself to, to someone who's trained in that field. Um, and, and is just there to, to let you vent or give you, you know, constructive, positive feedback. Uh, I, I honestly think that like we, everyone should, there's nothing wrong. Like there shouldn't be a stigma behind, oh, you see a therapist. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I feel like it's good. It's good to get it out. Cause a lot of times we bottle up emotions. Oh, I'm a guy. So I can't show emotion. I can't be hurt or, uh, no, it's, it only could be anger or why am I even feeling angry? Like there's so many things. And then on the flip side, um, you know, with, with social media, you just mentioned it, like, even for Festi, we took a one year break because I really wanted us to just focus on product development. Like let's make the product because the thing is we would post on social media. Um, it would go viral or the next thing is people would just start asking us about the product. And I'm like, man, we're, we're more than a product though. We, we care about uniting festival goers and then like us emerging now and saying, Hey, we have a podcast and whatnot. But then you post on Instagram. It's like, Oh, why did it only get X amount of likes? It's like, you know, you don't want to base it off of that. Like you want to base it off of being able to share your amazing story, being able to connect with another person. And if it touches one other person or inspires one other person in the world, that's amazing. You know, if it's two, then like, wow, I can't believe it. And then if it's three, you've won the lottery. Like if you look at it that way, you're good. You know what I mean? And, and um, like we mentioned, we each have a story to tell. Um, now, for everyone at home, you know, now is the time to self-reflect. Same thing as a culture. What cool things, inspiring and creative things have you, have you seen and have inspired you um, during this time, like with the festival goers in response to everything going on? Yeah, totally. I think, um, I think the way that like, I, I do have to say that like, I'm very impressed with not only Insomniac, but just all of the DJs that are really just trying to, you know, play, play, play sets for us, right? They're still trying to play and to bring the community together, even if it's virtual, even if we can't physically be together. And I think that that's just really inspiring of its own, right? And it, and I think Pasquale said it at least once during, you know, the number of Ravathons he's done, but he was like, maybe we like do this long-term even after everything. Cause it is just such a great thing to look forward to, right? Like I think right now, you know, kind of a mixed topic here where we're talking a little bit of the mental health aspect and the quarantine aspect, but like, I think it is really hard, right? We don't really have an end in sight. We don't really know, like we have things scheduled for October, but we, we don't know if that's going to happen. Right. And that that's really hard to swallow and it's really hard to deal with. And I think, um, a lot of people, including myself are having a really hard time mentally with that. And I'm, I'm an extrovert. I like people. I like seeing people. Um, my introverted side for like the first four weeks though was like, this is great. Self-care every day. I'm taking a bath. I'm throwing a face mask on. I'm not wearing any makeup. I am just going to be in sweatpants. This is awesome. And then like I hit a breaking point and I was like, I am losing myself. So now I like put makeup on, try to get dressed every day, go for walks more. Um, but I think like being kind of just inspired of like, how we can continue to connect right through the rave scene through all of these online channels um i know a lot of djs are like totally just 
bunkering down and making a ton of music. So I'm personally very excited to see what that brings. Um, and then I just think, yeah, I think overall just like seeing like what other ways that like different communities are kind of, you know, getting up and gearing up and working together to bring festival community together, right? And to keep that kind of that energy flowing, even if we can't physically be there. Yeah, exactly. Like, quick shout out to Autograph. We had Autograph on the podcast earlier, and he's doing like three live sets a week, you know? Wow. And, and yeah, the cool part about the, these, these, you know, these live streams, even like Porter Robinson this past weekend, like he, you're mixing tracks that you're taking chances, you're experimenting and you're doing it on the public stage. Like that's super cool, you know, because we see that and we're like, oh, he tried this, oh, he did this. And just, it, it feels good. And, and um, all the different ways that the EDM culture has responded, it just trickles down, you know? And then, then you mention it on the other side of things, um, for, for people like us that are, that are watching and, and dancing and enjoying, jumping on Instagram or jumping on whatever channel and then dropping a comment um, and just saying, like, amazing job. Like, it, even to the artists, even to other people in the space, like photographers, whatnot, like, jump, you can jump online and just explore. Be like, you know what, I'm going to find something cool and I'm going to tell them, hey, I, I like your work. Like, every bit of energy, uh, positive energy especially, that we can transfer goes a long way. Totally agree. Cool. Well, um, let's talk about, let's see here in regards to the culture. What would you, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about the base because there is no base <laughs> kitten without the base. So, so what is it about the base and how did that just transform you in every way, shape and form? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I will. I will say again, it's it's really a lot of my boyfriend's doing. Um, he's been kind of interested and in, into the bass scene for a really long time. And it was really funny because um, I think when we first started dating, me he's we were dating. He's talking about excision, and he was like, "Oh, we should go and see excision." And this is this, and I remember being like frightened, like so scared. Like I don't know why, but I was like, "Oh, dubstep. That sounds scary." Like monster sounds oh I don't think I can handle that I don't know um and then we started going to like little festivals here and there and like I said like I didn't even know it right but in 2015 like Nero was my my favorite set and they were live melodic dubstep and I loved it and so I, I do think it has to do with a combo of being introduced to it really early on and then also um yeah like alternative music being part of my roots like I'm still at heart like an alt pop punk scene person I still love that kind of music still love like warp tour and that kind of vibe yeah. but um yeah I mean I've continued to just really enjoy bass music I just it it just I like the I guess I like the energy I like I like the active I like headbanging a lot but I also just really like the music I like the way it sounds which is so funny to say because it's like yeah it's like a bunch of like metallic sounds and animal sounds and <laughs> like it sounds weird in a concept right and if I show it to my mom she's like what is this noise but um I I think I have like a deeper level of appreciation maybe also because um my boyfriend produces so like I kind of get to see that level of things of like what it kind of looks like um you know from Ableton or from from kind of like a different musical standpoint and like you know there are different sounds that are being used different ways of creating these different sounds. Like right now, I would say like my favorite uh, bass artist is Sudden Death and he's grown so much 
in just the last couple years, but like, I remember when he was a lot smaller and like, I was like really, really interested because it was just different. It was super different from what we were hearing. Um, and then also similarly, like I saw Rez when she opened for Jaws in a small nightclub in San Francisco in 2016. <laughs> like, wow. and, uh, like, no one would have, ever, you know, like, you wouldn't have known that she was going to get as big as she did, but, like, I liked her back then, because I was listening to Plague and everything, and I was like, wow, this is so cool, and it's different, and I think, you know, there's something to be said of that, like, when the, when the content and the music is, is different than what you're used to, but also when people are reinventing the wheel, right, like, Sun Death kind of came in and was just like, all right, like dubstep's cool, but like, let's make it like this way. And like similar concept, like you can go into like the more like weird look dubstep with like Ella Stream and Subtronics where they've also taken it to a completely different level. Um, but yeah, I think I like, I think I look at bass music very like musically and technically a lot more now than I used to. Um, and it, it is really cool. And I, I just think it's like, it's super fascinating. Cause like, I couldn't, like, I don't think in any way, shape, or form my brain could fathom creating that sound and that song, right? And these people are just doing it, and they're just, like, pumping it out here and there. And, you know, you've got Virtual Right, you've got all these amazing DJs that are just producers that are creating this amazing music. And I just remember being like, I, like, I don't think my brain could have ever come up with anything like that. So thank you for doing it for me, right? Yes. <laughs> like, thank you for yes. doing it. Shouts out to, oh, so I love how you, you name drop so many artists. Shouts out to Sudden Death. Shouts out to Rez. Shouts out to, well, you mentioned Jaws. Shouts out to, no, shouts out to Jaws, for sure. Shouts out to who, Subtronics, LS Dreams, like, all of y'all, like, is this, is this Virtual great? Riot. <laughs> Virtual Riot. And, um, yeah, I remember seeing Rez, like, Rez, 2 p.m., you know, it's like, damn, like, the festival goes from noon till till midnight and Rez is playing at 2 p.m. It's like but then you get to see the growth of the artist and same thing yeah. with Sudden Death like whew, dude is just blown up you know and it's beautiful because to, 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 to be a part of like you're a part of that journey you know when you're headbanging so maybe walk us through just a little you don't have to do it full-fledged you know but what's the art of the headbang and, and talk about that because people see it and they're like did this girl cast the Holy Spirit or what was going on? Do we, does we need an exorcism or, 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 but then everyone's like, nah, man, it's the base. Like that's, and that, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's just like the way that the bass music like really does fill me up. Like it just makes like, I can feel it in my heart, right? Like you can, it's so loud and it just fills your, like your whole body with this amazing music. And um, I, I used to do it differently than I do now, partially because like I'm old, I'm getting older, which makes me feel like, oh my gosh, I'm old, right? But no, I'm, I'm not that old. But I definitely notice like having more like back issues and like neck issues if I'm like not careful. So now a lot of it is just like, I mean, like I just try to make sure that I'm keeping my neck stuck, even if it, the whole concept is breaking your neck, like try to just keep it together and you can still go forward and back and you can still headbang. You don't have to throw your neck out for it. Um, that being said, there are definitely times where I just do it anyway because I'm just <laughs> doing to the music and I'm like, I don't care anymore. And then I wake up the next day and I feel like I've been hit by a truck and my neck doesn't feel good. Like uh, the first couple excision shows, like when I first went to the Paradox in like 2017, um, yeah, I remember waking up the next morning and just being like, I feel, I think it's on like my Twitter, like, and I think he liked it or like somebody liked it. And I remember just being like so proud of it because I was literally like, 
it's you didn't go like you didn't see excision unless you wake up the next day feeling like you got hit by a truck <laughs> it's like eh, sounds about right but um yeah I don't know I mean I just watched a lot of people doing it and then I just kind of mimicked it copied it and then made it my own there's a lot of different versions I think everybody does a, their own version of a headbang in a sense like I've seen people that have taken it more dancey I've seen t people that have gone way harder and like it's just kind of I think up to what your comfort level is but yeah I would just I would just recommend being careful with your neck because <laughs> your neck is important and so is your back and throwing both your neck and your back out which I have done is not a good time in the future. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got to experience that too. And it is like you hear about it and then you go to a show and you're like, yeah, the best, the best show, the amazing. Then the next morning you're like, oh snap. Like, it, it, it's real, it's a real thing. And you're like, oh wow. And you're like trying to drive, you're like, I'm sorry guys. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> you can't even like look over your shoulder. You're yeah. like, oh. Oh gosh, ow, like my neck is so bad, I can't even turn it. <laughs> yeah, shouts out to Excision. So let's, uh, you know, I want to wrap it up by passing it to you. Like, let, let's just say this is a scenario. Excision brought you on stage, right? Um, virtual stage, because we're all staying at home. And they're like, we passed it to you and you, you broke your neck, you did your thing. And then they passed you the mic and they say, what are some words of encouragement for the community right now? spotlights on you but you're speaking for everybody yeah i think um I, I think i touched on it but i think taking care of your physical but especially your mental health right now is so important making sure that you're checking in with yourself but that you're also being honest with yourself um i know like i in the past you know couple months now it, i've had times where like i've been really low and i've been really sad and i sometimes won't let myself indulge and cry and be upset and that's totally bite, bit me in the butt later on. And I'll end up, I don't know, like watching Frozen 2 on Disney Plus. And all of a sudden I'm crying like a baby on the couch and I don't understand. I think there is something to be said of really taking care of yourself, letting yourself be sad, let yourself cry, let yourself feel the feelings. Um, and I know it's really easy to, you know, everyone's joking about being a quarantine alcoholic, but I think it is you know, be careful with substances, be careful with your body, um, especially now more than ever, right? We're, we're, we're in this kind of situation, this limbo, this uncomfortable phase for theoretically the long haul. It's going to be a while. And like, I think it's really, really important to take a step back from all of that and to really do some inner reflection and take care of yourself. Think about what it is that you want, um, what it is that makes you genuinely happy and you know some of those things may not be attainable i you know going to a festival makes me genuinely happy but i can't do that right now but you know find gratitude in the little things be thankful for your health be thankful for you know the small things in life where you can and and you know at the same time don't minimize your sadness don't minimize how you feel i think that's really really important right now and just yeah keep keep just keep your head on your shoulders things will be okay. It's not going to be soon. It's going to take a lot of time, but we're all going to get through this and we're all going to get through this together because we've got a great community and we, we really do have a great community to lean on. And please like, don't be afraid to reach out for help. I've had people reach out to me for help and I'm happy to talk to people. Um, I'm again, I'm not a mental health professional, so I will plug my therapist again. Like right now is a great time to look into remote therapy. You can be, I, I have video calls with my therapist. You can be anywhere in the world and get a therapist right now if you can. 
And I would highly recommend that because it's just really comforting to have someone validate your feelings. But I'm also here to validate your feelings and to know that y'all aren't alone. Everybody feels the same way. Everybody's having some hardships and it's all going to be okay. And like a big special shout out to the people who um, are losing family members right now. I, I lost my dad last year. So I really know what it's like to kind of go through that. And I would just say that like, let yourself grieve and let yourself really, really feel those emotions. Don't bottle it up. Don't hold it back. And you know, it doesn't always go, it, it, it will never go away. I'm not even at a year and it's still hard for me sometimes, but it does get easier and it does slowly but surely get better. Um, so, you know, everyone take care of yourself and rave on. That was, that was beautiful. Like, I don't even have anything to add because that was so <laughs> beautiful and inspiring. And thank you for, for sharing, you know, opening your heart at a time when people really need this, you know, people really need it to open, open the heart. Like you said, like, it's okay to feel bad, everyone, and feel down, you know, you're going to get back up and we're all in this together. And if you are feeling good, really like, I think it'd be great if we can each reach out to somebody else and just send that positivity. Cause what if that's the difference between them feeling really sad and down and you, you help turn their day around. That literally has, has happened to us. Like someone will DM us and be like, Hey dude, made you this candy sword. And I'm like, like, Oh my gosh, like just tears of joy. And um, if you're moved by this, you know, how do we reach out to you? Uh, maybe just your IG handle so that we can just say thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm always available on IG. I will apologize that my DM requests get a little bit crazy and I get lazy. Um, I'm on TikTok now and Twitter. I was always on Twitter, but I'm on TikTok now. So if y'all want to follow the TikTok, it would make me happy because I'm just going on there being an old millennial in a new age of 15-year-olds that are way better dancers than I am <laughs> and just trying to have some fun in my cat ears. So that's that's kind of my my plug but yeah i mean feel free to reach out via you know instagram or tiktok or twitter like i'm you know available for the most part and like i do i do try to do some live streams here and there and i'll do q a's so you know always feel free to hop in there and say hey awesome what what are the handles um the direct ads it's at underscore base kitten across all of them <laughs> there it is Base Kitten, thank you so much. We made it happen, finally. It, it's been great. And um, Bestie Files Podcast, we, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. You guys take care. Take care of yourselves. <laughs> yes, again, my name is Desmond Beristain. Bestie Files Podcast. Everybody, peace, love, unity, and respect. We'll see y'all later. Take care. <laughs>